0: proudly present this podcast to you in all its glory, they are the bearded wonders, the twin sons from different mothers, he is Blake, he is Sal, and together they are the Blake and Sal Show, and if you're not okay with that, I have two words for you.
1: Sweet love that just a few folks know There's no signing up No monthly dues Take your Johnson Your Mercury Or your Evan Rudy fired up Beat us out At party cold
0: Come on in The water's fine
1: Just idle on over And toss us a line Fast trackers, bail and a party barge, stumped together like a pole trailer park, angered out and getting loud all summer long. Side by side, there's five front porches,
0: past turf long chairs and tiki torches, regular Joe's rocking
2: the boat that's a redneck that yacht club.
3: Hello, and welcome to the Lucas House Show with Mark, episode number 427. I'm your host, Blake, and if you can't tell by my voice, I woke up with a very bad head cold this morning, so I'm hoping it doesn't come off for that bad over the microphone. But, apparently, I'm not the only one sick, so let's bring in my co-host. First of all, the biggest film podcaster who I honestly did not expect to be here today, because he is was, um, he was actually on COVID protocol, I figured he was not going to be here, but he's here taking a break from Wimbledon. Sal, how are you doing? I'm doing much better today, how are you? I'm um, okay. Uh, so just for people to know, um, Sunday we're watching *Forbidden Door*. Sal texts me he's like, "I got suddenly have an over, I have like a hundred degree fever. Like in the middle of *Forbidden Door*. Like, wait, what? <laughs> What's going on?" So yeah, so you've been dealing with that all week. So at least you're feeling a little better enough to do the show. I didn't expect you. To, I actually didn't expect you to be here. So. I am here. Well, let's um, bring on our other composer who might disappear in a little while. Um, the man is a legend the man who was helping me clean up a glass patio table during the pre-show of Forbidden Door. That was fun.
0: <laughs> Mark, Dad, how you doing? Hey, no problem. Uh, uh, we had a real interesting time doing that, didn't we? Yeah, I, we missed a, I missed at least
3: the first match, maybe the first two matches of the pre-show, because we were outside cleaning up glass from a patio table that broke in the wind.
2: Like, what is going on around here? <laughs> that's, how it, that's how it broke?
3: Yeah, apparently the wind hit Damn. the umbrella, and the umbrella hit the glass.
0: Um. <laughs> <laughs> that happens. like aye, aye. So, but it—it hey, was safety glass, so it basically broke in little, tiny pieces for yeah. the most part. Yeah, that makes it
3: better. That makes it better. The small pieces of glass makes it much better outside, especially when person come out cleaning and, clean and is not wearing shoes. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I'm not gonna get to that right now. Um, okay, before we were gonna bring in our guest, um, that what song are we opening up the show with?
0: Hey, we had a nice little ditty. Redneck Yacht Club by Craig Morgan.
3: Not sure why he said it that way, but okay. <laughs> only reason I did that because the song is fading out, so like let's introduce a song before it fades out.
0: <laughs> hey, so you know, everyone, get your pontoons, have uh, you know, some uh, quarter barrels and some nice twelve-pack uh, cans of your favorite wonderful adult beverage, and kick back and let the river flow and take you wherever you gotta go.
3: What's funny is, like right now, it's, it is the most humid. Sixty-eight degrees outside right now. Like it's the most humid. Like it's supposed to be cool outside. It is so fucking humid outside. And it's sixty-eight outside. I'm like, really? Like, come on <laughs> now. <laughs> come on. It's supposed to be like ninety. It feels like it's supposed ge- to be like six. ninety-two tomorrow. So like, I was hoping yeah. to open up the house today. Like, not nah, that happening. It's yeah. really humid out. So, all right. Sorry, um,
0: okay. I'm, I'm I'll cut up for a little
3: bit and I'll come back after I'm done. Okay, I'm muting him. Well, he goes and takes care of it. He got to take care of Um, <laughs> let's um bring on our guest today, who is. Probably the most um, dapper person to come on the show in a long time when it comes <laughs> to just today. <laughs> <laughs> Brigan from the PW Torch. Rich fan, Rich, welcome back to the show. It's been a while.
4: Hey, welcome back to me. I don't know. How that, <laughs> that was weird. Thank you very much for having me on. Uh, as I told uh, Blake, I uh, I'm at work right now, so I'm on my lunch break. But we had done a, a active shooter practice, so I couldn't be on a communication device while they were simulating because then the last thing you would have heard is "got to go" with random pops. And I did not want the Blake and Sal show to be stressed out. Like where's Rich? What happened to Rich? Fair enough. This isn't a Brian I... Pillman. This isn't a bang three sixteen situation or Glock nine eleven. I oh. think that's what Pillman or Pillman nine eleven. But yeah, I'm looking forward to chatting with you guys and I'm really happy to be back.
3: Fair enough. So by the way, so I, I said you were Dapper and Mandy got really insulted. So I just wanna clarify that she's beautiful, you're in the Dapper category. So it's completely different things. So but speaking of it, it looks like hey, I had to, to Hang on a second. I have have prepared for this. So hang on a second. I just hear somebody jumping into the window on the bottom. This is not a live show, people. We're just like, we have to like work on the fly here. And,
1: um. I'm on my own, against the wall. The pressure's building, but no, I will never fall. Instead of crying, they hear me roar. And now I see that I'm way better than before. I never needed you at
0: Yeah. Speaking of
3: beautiful, um in 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 Mark's chair right now because he's dealing with something. It's my beautiful wife, Mandy. Mandy, welcome to the show. Hello. How are you doing? And
1: I have
3: a special guest. Yes, and Snoopy's in the house as well. <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't even gotten to the intro yet, and we're still we with all this right now. We haven't gotten to the intro yet. <laughs> So, all right. So, how about we get to the intro? Help support the show find all the topics you can find the show and the we work on at, Proudly, at, at Uh
2: You can buy our shirts, uh, stickers, hoodies, um, um, area rugs, and more <laughs> I don't know, from our T Public store. <laughs> Uh, click on the Tee Public link on our site or we'll go to T Public and search Blake Casalshow. Hey let, guys,
1: if, is now the time that I ask something stupid like, do we have oven mitts yet? <laughs> yeah,
2: no, yes. that's a part of that. Yes and
3: no. <laughs> not all <items laughs> actually available. So I'll let that one go because you're sick. I'll let that one go. <laughs> all right, let's go to break. We'll come right back. All right, let me get through these plugs. First of all, as always, go pick up your copy of I Know I Am. If you have not yet, please go do though so at Amazon and Barnes & Noble or at hat publishing website um clerks minute reboot every monday wednesday friday this week uh mandy was on the show on wednesday so that's cool and um my ro mike is on the show people hear this today on friday so there you go very good week for our show representing on clerks minute reboot and Sal was on last friday so <laughs> go figure all right so real fast i'm not going to spend the entire time like we did last week plugging no, through all this but hit expo chicago um, Saturday, July 9th, first of all, um, Mandy has her panel with illustrator Amy, Amy, I keep pronouncing your name wrong.
1: Kleinhand.
3: Thank you. Amy Kleinhand and um, Becky staring and Mark all doing a panel talking about her book, I Know I Am. Mandy will also be doing a reading at the Family Zone at 1 p.m., so that's your really exciting. And Mandy will have breaking news at the panel, big announcement about the book, future of the book at the panel i'm real i know the news it is really real funny i keep freaking tell sal i will tell you after the show i keep freaking tell you (laughs) and then of course the blake of sal show live at the same podcast stage it is the midterm pro wrestling report it is me mark and mandy and we're having a lot we're gonna have a lot of fun and that's gonna be a good time i love doing these panels and i know um chuck from chuck and comic love having us so i'm looking forward to that rich
4: why don't you get your plugs in go Sure. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at underscore And if you want to see any of my work, most likely you'll find it at The Torch. And if you go to pwtorch.com, I would invite you to do it for free and try the uh, live cast portion with the deep dive with myself and Will Cooley. But if you decide to go VIP, you could always see myself and Wade Keller every week with everything with Rich and Wade, as well as Radican Worldwide with myself and Sean Radekin
3: very nice um one big thing i want to do real fast i want to actually we have for those who haven't been paying attention in the background of our um like our extra shows that pop up sometimes on our feed we've been having a um the 2022 Stanley Cup prediction game is our first year doing an actual game and um this year scotty came out the winner Shocked everybody i'm aware we were all just shocked um <laughs> but um he came out the winner of this year's game Congratulations to him. He not only won the game, he won in a landslide because he actually picked Colorado in six in the entire thing. So, And the MVP and everything. So congratulations to him. Sal, any thoughts on how this game went and we'll do it again next year.
2: Um, I think this was the worst I've ever done. Uh, at least you weren't as bad as Mike. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you, you can rest assured you were not as bad as Mike was. The only reason really <laughs> he was not last is because he did pick... Colorado winning win the cup. That's the only reason he wasn't last. <laughs> so, there you go. That being said, let's do that, and we will get right into all the rest of it because there's so much going on. And and I I, loved, I, mean, I can't wait to hear the insight from Rich on our first topic. So let's do this. It's so easy for the
0: way and Easter boy Rick Flair to come
2: on here and say a
1: thing or two. you all deserve this. Under the sea, under the sea. Oh, what a rush! Oh, give it Linda! It's me! But don't worry, you could've
3: seen the commando.
0: And that's the bottom line! Because Stone, Stone said so! <laughs> Hakuna Matata! What are your full frames? We are average! Stop! Listen! Because... because. Lance Catamaran.
3: All right. We had AW New Japan Forbidden Door this past Sunday. I, I, I would like to thank um, AW and Tony Khan for not going super, super late for a Sunday night show. It's one thing on Memorial Day weekend to do a super late show, but um, for people that actually work on Mondays, I appreciate them not going super, super late. Um, Rich was in attendance at Forbidden Door, so he was in our area over the weekend, so that was really cool. Um, I wanted to actually, want, and before we get into all that, I do, will, I will I'm want to go through some of the highlights from the show. We're not going to go the entire show, because we don't have all friggin' day here. And as a matter of fact, if you want to hear a full recap, Zach Hadorn was also at the show, and he did, over at the Torch Livecast on the free side, he did a two-hour rundown on Monday Livecast. So you can hear a full two-hour rundown from inside the, from Zach Hadorn, so you can go over and listen to that. But, first of all, we'll start with a couple of main event matches. First of all, the IWTP World Heavyweight Championship match. Rich, I need to ask you, how were the props for Jay White and Okada in the building?
4: Oh, they were huge. Uh, In terms of White, he got more of a heel reaction, which was, you know, desired, so he was happy with that. But Okada, yeah, he comes out there, people lost their minds, and I was really excited to see how much energy the crowd gave to everyone really throughout the night. I think this was a crowd that wasn't going to let anyone fail, and particularly when they saw Okada, they just let it rain, even though they didn't let it rain in the arena, which was one of my gripes.
3: I was wondering if they go like, why was there no Okada Bucks? I was so disappointed by that. (laughs) I was like, I was really was. Yeah, you can ask Andy. She was sitting with me. I was very disappointed by the fact, the lack of Okada (laughs) Bucks. Um... Of course, we have the J-White did retain. We have this strange Adam Cole injury, which came out of nowhere. It kind of ruined the end of the match. Um, Sal, your thoughts on this match and the ending and overall thoughts on how
2: Jay white and Okada came across. Um, yeah, just the abrupt ending was, you know, weird. But, I mean, we, we read what will happen, so it's understandable. Um, I I enjoyed it, though. It was, it you know... For me, really being exposed to New Japan completely—I guess you know what I mean. Like I know we, you know, we talk about it a lot or whatever, but um, you know, being able to actually see them in action live was 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 fun. It was very enjoyable.
3: Fair enough, honey. I know you were. This is one of the matches you really weren't that into because you had no ill interest in the four people. But I know by the end, you were actually. Had your eyes on this match. You were enjoying the match. Your thoughts on this match?
1: It it exceeded any of my expectations. I may be roasted for this, but I don't get the Okada hype. I'm sorry in advance. Oh, thanks to whoever changed my name, by the way. Oh, thanks, honey. Um, uh, but he, I mean, I don't get the hype, but I see that he's a very, very talented wrestler. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, after seeing how you reacted on Wednesday when you saw him, there's obviously something there. But I also don't get the Omega hype, so I just maybe
4: off. I
3: think it's just the – you get attached to certain people. It's one of those things you just get attached to certain people. And something it's, it's the charisma. It really is the charisma to a Kata match, and I've watched so many of them at this point that I kind of just know what's coming. Like I was, I was hoping so much that the AEW camera people didn't mess up like the Okada pose in the middle of the match. <laughs> when, the, when the the whole zoom out pose that I everyone looked forward to and they didn't mess it up. I'm like, in the back of my head, cause I, I remember, I don't remember. I think when Jason Powell was talking about, like, I hope they don't mess it up. Cause the camera crew camera team over AEW sometimes messes stuff like that. Up. I'm like, they've been doing the best friends zoom out for three years. So they better not mess it up. Like, <laughs> they better not. <laughs> um, Rich, how did the end of the match come out? The end of the match come in the building because for us it was very confusing. So how did it come off in the building?
4: It was very anticlimactic, but it also looked like from the final spot where you, you guys can see me on video, like the staggering Cole was doing, and then he finally just like went down after the rainmaker. It seemed like, and even Tony mentioned in the the, um, the scrum, he just basically told the ref, "I can't go anymore. We got to get out of here." And so. For us, for me seeing from the 100 level, it just looked like, okay, this is a typical Jay White move where he is going to be a scumbag and steal a pin. But also it looked like Adam Cole basically grabbed him and pulled him on top of him and held wow. himself okay. down. Fair enough. Fair yeah.
3: enough. That's interesting. I didn't even look at it from that perspective. It was more of the shock of what we all watching it. So I didn't even notice that little detail. Um, John Moxley, to no surprise really of many people. Despite some people that were saying Tanahashi was going to win, and we're going to have Tanahashi versus Punk eventually, but we don't know when Punk's coming back. John Moxley is now the interim AEW World Champion. I'm not quite sure why he was bleeding in this match, except that he's Mox. I'm not quite sure why. I, I did not understand what that what point of that was. Um, <laughs> Honey and Snoopy, your thoughts on Mox winning?
4: <laughs> <Woo-hoo>! <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's a weird show today. I love this. <laughs> um, Sal, your thoughts on the match and Mox winning this title?
1: Oh, Too much um, blood, though. Too much blood. unexpected. <inaudible> blood. I don't understand it. It made no sense. Like, I don't understand why we had blood. <laughs> if, if he, someone needs to teach him how to blade a little better. That's
4: all. Unless he just open an old cut and then just got or, out of hand. <laughs>
1: or,
2: or, or maybe he doesn't need to do it like every week. Yeah, I agree.
4: Yeah. I, here's the funny thing there was a match during the weekend from another independent show where a wrestler said he got his uh, blade from Moxley because he always keeps like five or six on him at any given time. And from what Tony animated during the scrum, I was like, yeah, well, how do you just, just randomly like knife guy? Like I need a knife guy. Uh, Tony mentioned that uh, Mox may have done it hard way through bumping heads on the sling the first sling blade oh
3: my god
1: (laughs) well then that that, yeah Um, (laughs) also number one now i know who i would go to if i were in jail for a shank or a blade or something
2: or if you need to (laughs) shave your face or something yeah
1: um and number two i just wanted to say that i really liked the entrance with regal it felt like very big deal old school and i love that they include included regal because he is such an integral part of the Blackpool Combat Club. And that's really, I think, invigorated something in John. And you can see that that, on top of being sober, has been probably the best two things for him.
3: I 100% agree with you. As a matter of fact, if you listen to John Moxley on Rene Pickett's podcast last week, which it's always hilarious yeah. when he has John on, it's always fun. Because it really is just husband and wife chit-chatting for an hour. <laughs> really all it is. But he did talk about – And if about...
1: you'd like more of that, please check out Pucks and Polishes.
3: Yes, definitely. But um, it's really, really funny. How... <laughs> I don't know what that was. That was very funny. <laughs> but um, on that show, John was talking about the Black Book Club and his relationship with Regal and everything else. So that was – man, 100% right. This has definitely changed mocks for the better, big time. And I, I thought it was funny. Regal finally does Mach's entrance. We've been joking about how um he'll never do Mach's entrance because it's too much walking. And
1: because <laughs> Note he didn't do the whole thing. I know. I was about
3: to say that. Was, 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 you know was in the match earlier and Brian's not there. So Mach, he's doing Mach's entrance. And then Mach does his full thing. He runs down with the one bottle and throws it down and he comes back I'm like, Where's Regal? Where did he go? Where did he go? <laughs> it was very very funny on television. <laughs> but um excited I was to see Mox win. And I was like, okay, cool, they're gonna shake hands, they're gonna go off the air early for a change, like all this kind of stuff. And then, for some weird reason, we end the pay-per-view hyping up dynamite. I don't know why. It was so weird and dumb. <laughs> I have no idea what this is about. Like there's no way in hell anybody watching this show, especially as niche as this pay-per-view was, is not watching Blood and Guts. <laughs> no way! <laughs> I did
4: not understand
3: why that happened. Rich, how did I go off of the building? Because that looked weird. That was weird at
4: home. <sighs> yeah, it was weird on our end, too. We thought it was going to be a, you know, end of the match, shake hands between Mox and Tana, and kind of go home, everyone celebrate New Japan, everyone celebrate the AEW. You know, if I can change, you can change, we all can change, Rocky Ford deal. But instead, it's, you know, more blood and guts and... It's like eh, a little weird, but post-show, we got to see live Mox talk about how, you know, how much he loves pro wrestling and pro wrestling is just the coolest thing ever. And he's done the other thing. And if you like the other thing, that's cool, too. But this is the thing he loves. And GD and I love wrestling. I think I'm concussed, but I love wrestling. I just love it so much. Like (laughs) Like you can see the rest of the club looking at him like this guy is unhinged right now. And then he started drinking non-alcoholic uh, – what is it? Non-alcoholic – he mentioned on Renee's show. Yeah. His, he grabbed a big old box of non-alcoholic, like, alkaline beer. Yeah. So like, it refreshes you and it tastes like – so him and Tony are chugging them down during the <laughs> post-show scrum. <laughs> Tony's got to call a timeout during the scrum to run to the bathroom because he had too much of the alkaline, beat, non-alcoholic beer. It was it – was, it, it was he like was just on he must have found a Whole yeah.
1: Foods. Yeah.
4: <laughs> oh they do okay that's good to know
1: well yeah he, he oh. was saying he was saying that he was like brian's got me running to whole foods and shit luckily they had this beer
4: <laughs> that's amazing that's so now, funny I don't know if y'all saw any I'm sure you have by now but the reaction of Eddie Kingston to Claudio I was about to bring that up, I was, that? Bring up, okay, up. I was about to bring up Claudio Casanoli. I was about to bring up Claudio
3: Casanoli. how he came off on TV first of all Claudio obviously now the new member of the Black Combat Club came back earlier in the show against Zack Sabre Jr. Um, so the crowd reaction to Claudio was amazing like oh my god he's <laughs> coming out like a fucking star <laughs> but um, we'll talk about that too but also the Claudio Eddie Kingston thing. Because um Mandy looked it up before it all went down on TV. Because she was curious. Because she, she was reading something a lot about how much Eddie, Eddie hates Claudio. Like, she read a lot about this.
1: And, and your reaction was Eddie hates everyone. Which <laughs> he does!
3: He <laughs> does! <laughs> <laughs> everyone does not like Moxley. He hates everybody. Uh...
1: Moxley and, uh, and uh, Negative One's little brother.
3: <laughs> yeah. Nolan. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He hates everybody else. So, like, I'm not surprised at all. Like, here. But then. Uh, Richard, what the hell happened in the building? Because we're watching it on TV, and they're yelling at each other. How did that come off of the TV uh, the
4: building? Yeah, it came off as chaos. All we saw was just Eddie staring daggers into Claudio, and then Claudio yelling, and then Mox is talking and zooming out, and then you got Regal's like Mrs. Garrett from uh, 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 the Facts of Life, the like. Life like just just trying to like separate everyone it was it was just absolute it was great it was so good
1: it looked like mox was like a brother trying to get his other two brothers like knocking them in in shape like dude like what the hell like and then i personally liked i don't know if you guys saw this but he at some point he was just like whatever i got the belt i'm gonna freaking Celebrate <laughs> with it, like forget you too. That's so funny. I'm sorry. I love the fact that there's a whole
3: backstory, <laughs> a whole ridiculous backstory. Eddie holds grudges. That's all I learned out of this. Is Eddie holds it's a lot a of grudges. Four,
1: it's a 14 year grudge. His <laughs> grudge is as old as our child.
3: That's insane. <laughs> oh my god. When you put it that way, that's crazy. You know what I mean? like, Put it that way. But um, no, I, I'm I'm very happy. to see Claudia? By the way, though. He, I think he's perfect for the Muhammad Club, like absolutely perfect. Sal, you thought the Claudia being part of the Muhammad Club? Yeah,
2: he's he's uh, he's a good fit because of just you know his his ethic and how he how he wrestles and everything like that. Um, but I, I I was super stoked to see him. I mean, I know the rumors were out there, so it kind of was obvious that it was going to be him. Um, but it was still really exciting to see him. What was what was. <laughs> So, apparently, because I was off Twitter for most of the I
3: was kind of off. I was on and off, but I'm mostly offline. I was talking to you, Sal, and obviously me and Manny were watching the show together. But I pretty much stayed off Twitter for most of the show because there's really no point in being on during a hate review because what are you going to learn? During Raw and SmackDown is one thing, but during hate review, there's no point most of the time. But apparently, Dave Meltzer, about an hour before the match, put down that Claudio was in the building on Twitter. Hmm. On Twitter. He put it out there. I'm like, why would... I respect the band, but that? why would you do that? Why would you do that? <laughs>
1: um, but the other thing that I heard is unlike when they hid Brian in uh in a production truck, Claudio was walking around.
3: Oh, okay. In that case, it's still though like I understand that, but like why would you put that out there in general? Yeah, like, I'm just
1: saying it wasn't it wasn't a huge surprise. Um I'm, I'm not agreeing with what he what he did, but it just wasn't the surprise that uh Brian was. Sorry. Yeah. Adam Brian.
3: Cole, yeah, Brian and Adam Cole and that we're a crazy night <laughs> crazy night. Um Rich Claudio in the building. We heard a ridiculous pop at home, but like, how loud was it in the building?
4: It was he, he people lost their minds. They lost their I mean, they didn't even need it was kinda like when Shinsuke debuted in uh Takeover where you just see like the first time, or even AJ Styles at the Rumble, the first time's like, I am, and you're like, "Eh, I don't know who this is. And then Phenomenal Puzzles, "Ah!" same thing, like you see the little Swiss targets. It's like, that's either gonna be some random dude, like kill shots being reborn, or it's Claudio Casignola. And so he comes out and people lose their mind. I had uh, Steph Chase from uh, uh, Daily Radar and a couple other places in the UK next to me during the show and who let the dogs out about that <laughs> it's all good uh and so steph and i were talking and we remarked how awesome it was that he changed his gear and he looks like i know mox mentioned he's in it and he's like a brother already but that gear the shorts the combat shorts the black outfit the jacket like he just looks like a guy who's in the club and so it was, that it,
1: was, was C- really it was cesaro cool. but it was also claudio like yes. it was it was enough yeah. of, of Cesaro that we recognized him, but it was something new.
2: Mm-hmm. My, that's that's actually he he really good. He definitely, he definitely worked on himself because he yeah. looks really good.
3: Yeah, I think he did look fantastic. Like he he looked great in WWE, but I think during the time off he had more time to just get in the gym and just get into more shape. I'm
1: really glad he still like did that hand thing he does. I just I, I love that so much.
3: Yeah, I just you like, popped. You popped heavy for that. Like,
0: I really did.
1: See, I, think I, I said I hope he does it, and then he did it. Yeah, it
3: was really funny. <laughs> well, the funny part is she's, like, making fun of me for, like, certain things I'm popping for. Because I'm a bunch of Japan stuff. All it comes out, I lost her for the entire match. Like, she was so into the match. It was so much fun to watch her get into this match. Like,
1: it was so entertaining. He is one of the few wrestlers that, like... I love no strings attached. Like it's not like a Moxley thing where I'm also attracted to him. I just think he is fantastic.
3: Fair enough. Yeah, it was it was really really cool to watch you watch that match because it was like you're so into it. You're you're literally like marking out and popping for everything. It was great, absolutely great.
1: Um, it made me realize how much I think all of us collectively like kind of just took Cesaro for granted. And a lot of that was was with his booking, especially towards the end. But I think that it's going to be finally really great to see him in his element again.
3: I can hundred percent agree with that. A um, couple other quick notes. First of all, um, FTR is now the IWDP world tag team champions with the triple um, A and the ROH tag belts. Um, if this is not leading the FTR Young Bucks to the AEW tag belts, it all out. I'll be shocked. Uh, <laughs> not going to lie. That is pretty much penciled in, in my opinion, on the card.
1: And at that point, do they get a young boy to carry all the belts for them?
3: That's a fair question. It's a very, very fair question. Is
1: it like a young boy in a, on a pole match?
3: <laughs> very, very, fair. Sal, you're, Sal you're, I think you're too old for that. You're too old for it. Sorry. <laughs> you're too old, Sal. <laughs> Um, Richard's off on FTR, winning everything in the building when you were there. And, it, and that match, actually, I thought the match was actually really good, despite the weird, like, why would you tease an injury with the injury bugs going around moment? I that
4: was
2: weird. <laughs>
4: but... Yeah, they, they definitely whistled past the graveyard on that. I mean, I I thought it was a really good match. All three teams brought it. I thought Rapunky Vice, for not being back together for this long, was just really good. They were on their spots, and clearly, they had to kind of do a lot of the work with Axe out for the majority of the match. Oh, oh, whoa. I was like, where's Salco? He disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> <Ninja>. Magic. Um, <laughs> it is. You're a wizard. I get it. Just like Jericho. But not just like Jericho, because yeah. Um I thought it was great. They were awesome. And then at the end, the the amount of energy they put into that match, the fans reflected it. And it was just so beautiful to see them getting this moment in the sun. And then of the post show scrum them i got to ask them a question about how they feel from when they first teamed to now and their answer was you know it's just great to see a like, being here but not being content and they want the aew's title so they can have all four belts and that's nuts because they have three belts like what's
3: going on yeah it's crazy and i They've won literally every belt they've ever gone for at this point. Like, they literally won them all. Like, it's crazy. But if they come out with four belts, especially after All Out, like it's going to be nuts. <laughs> that's going to be a visual we've never seen before <laughs> on American television. Like That's going to be crazy. Um, Quick thoughts on Will Ospreay, Orange, Cassidy. I was actually more excited for this match than most people were going in. Because I kind of figured we were going to have a good match. Because I, I think a lot of people underestimate Orange, Cassidy. Mm-hmm. And how good he is, and the and the gimmick works, especially when you are that good of a wrestler. Um, that's thought how your thoughts on Osprey and Cassidy.
2: It was extremely enjoyable. Um, I I had high expectations <clears throat> for it, and they definitely were met. And um, it was just like the perfect blend of comedy and seriousness and action and speed and everything in between um and i i would love to see a part two
3: i i actually i enjoyed it more than i ever thought i was going to like i went in with high hopes and it ended up like wow this is fantastic it's so much fun and almost believable that arch cassidy could win like that said a lot <laughs> like, it was believable are right, your thoughts on this match
1: it, it exactly what Sal said. I was not very familiar with Osprey, except that our son is apparently in love with him. Yes, he is. Um, <laughs> and he, I mean, he did, he, he it was phenomenal. And Orange <clears> Cassidy is always <laughs> the underdog, but to think that the underdog actually could have taken this one was pretty cool.
4: Rich, your thoughts? I thought this went from a silly farce of a match to one of the best matches of the card by about the halfway point. Will Ospreay and Orange Cassidy, I didn't think they made sense until it got to that segment where he did the slow-mo kicks mm. and then he stopped and then he started wailing them in the head with real kicks it was like, okay, Orange is ready, he's bringing it and that near fall, the I can tell you the entire arena was like, oh, Orange almost did it, he almost did it. And, and so that, that was just a really good, really good match, great match. Yeah. I,
1: I think it solidified Orange Cassidy as more than a comedy act.
4: Mm-hmm,
2: yeah.
3: Doggy, Sorry about that. I turned my microphone off for a second because the dog started yapping again. Um, <laughs> so, I, I do want to, I quickly wanted to cover um, Pac winning the all Atlantic Championship. but nobody cares. Um, <laughs> <laughs> except for Pac. See, everyone's happy for Pac, but nobody cares about the belt. That's the problem. <laughs> that's, the, that's the funny part about this all But I, I do want to actually talk about um Shana Uno and Clark Connors. Those two guys who I've never, I, I've sort heard a little bit about Shana Uno based on, um, the fact he was boxy's young boy, and then he was he faced um, Jay White at what was it? see Riot. I want to say that was the show. So like I knew he was getting better, but I did not expect him to suddenly be in a feud with Chris Jericho. Like, <laughs> I did
2: not expect this.
3: What? Like, I did not. Like, he looked great in the match, and almost I'm hearing rumors that they might be doing Romanov versus Jericho down the road. I'm like, how did this happen? Um, Rich, what can you tell me? What can you tell us about Clark Connors and Shindou now that you know about even before this night?
4: Okay, well, in the case of Shota, I mean, he was one. Of, he's Red Shusumino's son, uh, the famous New Japan ref. Uh, he's been a pretty good young lion. He went on excursion, came back, and he's now like the every '90s uh, coming of age movie where the girl just takes off her glasses, and it's Rachel Lee Cook or another three-letter woman. and Shota's all but, that. Yeah, yeah. Shoda, yeah. He's basically Shota. Shota is all that right there. He just turned he's like, mm-hmm. how did I get muscles on top of muscles? How am I this cool? I don't know. It just happened. And so he's <laughs> awesome. Clark Connors is a guy who's always had that body. He's always looked that way, but he's finding his personality. And so seeing the both of them in these matches was a really good illustration of how not only the Japanese system, but now the American system is doing a good job to get them... The future of New
3: Japan. Fair enough. I I, I gotta admit, I, I'm actually really excited for Umino. I wanna see what comes up in the future. Honey, your thoughts on these two guys? Because you were like, what the hell the Clark Connors guy? <laughs> look like a fucking cowboy. And even you were impressed by him at the match
1: Yeah, I said he looked like crocodile dundee. That's what it
3: was. There it is. <laughs> you know, <Dundee>. He did. Oh <laughs> um, he
1: he did impress me, but I think more so uh uh Shoda did for sure. Um, and I heard a rumor that Mox was originally supposed to be in that match. That was the original match that he was supposed to be a part of. Really? So, interesting. Yes.
3: Before, before, the, um, before Punk's injury.
1: Okay. Yes. That's intriguing. Um, and he, I mean, from not a lot of people knowing him or knowing him as the stooge that Mox kind of threw around to see how far he's come, that's been pretty awesome.
3: So, um, Dad's joining us from outside, apparently. Uh, hey,
0: uh, I'm, I'm coming from Studio F.
3: Front porch. You <laughs> <go>. <laughs> Amazing. What so, studios uh... do you have in that place? <laughs> a lot, apparently. Uh, uh... Um, Rich, have you heard any rumors about this going on a forbidden door to possibly happening on Wrestle Kingdom weekend? I've heard this rumor... I don't know where I've heard this. I've heard this a lot from places. Rich, any thoughts on this and any word you've heard?
4: Rich, you muted.
2: Ah, ah you fell uh, for
4: it. <laughs> I'll get there. I'll get there. So from the way Tony talked about it, they, they cleared like, I want to say 50 million early in terms of buys and about a million and change at the gate. So they made, they're happy. They're very happy with where they're at. Uh, from what I've heard, it would be something about this time next year again, if okay. it was to happen. And if there were going to be an AEW president at Wrestle Kingdom, since it's going to be three nights, that's what you would see. Not necessarily a, a forbidden big show. door, but maybe them there at, at the big show. Fair enough.
3: Like I, I'm thinking like a Jericho or a Mox. or
2: Do you, do you Brian... see them doing a bigger venue for next year?
4: Um... Well, it was 22K for this one. I would assume Tony's going to want to keep this near Chicago. If not, I would be looking at maybe um, you guys know better than I do. What's the capacity for the Vikings or something similar in Minnesota? I'm not 100% sure, to be honest with you.
1: What about like Soldier Field?
4: That's what I was thinking. If it's warm weather, that would be really good. And that's like $61,000. i am going to always throw out there as an idea on
3: Miller Park. I'm always going to throw out there. I'm sorry, American Family Field as an idea to do a wrestling show that WWE has never done. And I've always said they should do that here.
0: That, that, that'd be perfect, and if the weather's inclement, they can also close the roof. Yes,
3: exactly. We have the roof there, so that actually is easier. Plus, I, we, we have an excuse to get tickets so, then. I
0: mean, that that would be fantastic, and I think you would get a big draw for this because it'd be something different.
3: Yeah, and also the fact that WWE's never run there. So it's a Correct. venue that's never been used for wrestling. Like I right. think that would be – I've always said that, that. That would be a great venue, especially for a show like this, and you mm-hmm. get a big crowd, and you can be a flying crowd for it. Right, Egg. it'd be awesome and, for that kind of thing.
0: And and when you got some of the wrestlers that can pump up the crowd, like the acclaimed, oh my <laughs> god,
4: <laughs>
0: honey, to the <be> <laughs> Oh,
1: scissor me, daddy ass.
3: Thank you. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Um, I was caught off guard. I know. I was waiting for it. Like I was all ready to go.
1: I was
0: oh, actually god. working. Welcome, Tokyo Dome.
3: Anyway. Moving on, I do want to get a couple – oh, very. Right, move on. Um, Rich, any other thought, Any other notes you have from, like, the press scrum? Any other thoughts? And did you get a hug from Tony Khan?
4: I did <laughs> not get a hug from Tony. I got a fist <laughs> bump. I, uh, I wasn't at hug territory. I, I do want to mention – I mentioned this with Wade yesterday, but I want to share it here with you all because I think it's hilarious. Uh, in the middle of Mox's explosion on stage when he was doing the scrum, he mentions – you know, and mock is like, ah, I got some ideas. I think, you know, you don't you don't take a shot, you don't get it. So uh <laughs> hear, me, hear me out. Mudo, stink. And like Tony's eyes get wide. Because if those of you don't know, KG Mudo, great Muda, used to wrestle for New Japan. Now he works at Noah. That Noah and New Japan don't really get along. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really get along with anyone. And so Tony's like, well, if there's anyone who's gonna convince them to do it, it'd be you because they let you get away with a lot. I let you get away with a lot. And then he's like, yeah, yeah. And then you could also bring over Sakuraba, and I guess I'll wrestle him, too. He's like, that I can do. And he's like, also, Jun Akiyama. Jun Akiyama. I was like, none of these guys are New Japan.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He's just starting to just randomly name Japanese wrestlers. I really think he would (laughs) legitimately
4: just naming people. Also, also he was like, with Jun, he was saying Jun because he wants, he's like, hey, hey. Eddie case wants to ride a John Yeah, it's like a kid at Christmas, like at the mall, jumping on Santa's lap. And he's like, By the way, my neighbor, he needs a dirt bike. All right, let's go. Kawasaki, let's go, Santa.
2: Oh, my. <laughs> my, my
0: question my question is this with the the, the moxie match
2: well, was, was
0: there supposed to be a spot for blood, or was that accident? It sounds like it was hard way.
3: It sounds like it was hard. Way. We yeah. did cover that in a minute ago, honey. You were saying something?
1: Um so sal and dad i'm not sure if you listened to renee's podcast with john but it came out there that tony was the one that had stopped the moxley tanahashi tanahashi match a couple of times and mox didn't realize that until he was talking to tony and tony said to him like boy i'm really glad i blocked this match a couple of times so that we could have it now and mox was like wait what
3: No Interesting. Wonder, no wonder the randomness that was supposed to be Mox and Tanahashi, Um I, I don't remember what show it was. I, I watched it. I don't remember what show it was. It suddenly turned into a four way for the U.S. title. When it was supposed to be Mox versus Tanahashi.
0: My whole <laughs> my, my thing is, is I don't see why Tony wouldn't want it because it would be a big draw. It's not even that. He was
3: blocking Japan Pan from doing it so that they can do it on AEW television. That was the point.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
3: no, that was the point.
0: Well, you know, I mean, you got to look at, at at something overall is, which is good for the business. And
3: what was good for business is that Forbidden Door made an event that was never done before, and it worked out perfectly for Tony. Right. <laughs> it worked and, out perfectly. And,
0: and if he's got the same magic and recipe for, you know, another one like this next year, keep in mind some of the guys you would like to have matches with. All right. I mean, and my my
1: my last request is: can you please in the show? Picture, can you please put the picture of Tony and Claudio?
3: <laughs> the Tony and Claudio one is just hilarious. The Tony Okada one's even more uncomfortable. And Okada's like, why is this man hugging me? Like, <laughs> why is he <laughs> hugging <laughs> me? <laughs> yeah. That was even better. Like, the Claudio one's so funny because they, I think some of them are making jokes that this is like a make a wish picture, but the one with Okada looks so uncomfortable.
1: <laughs> and Okada, Okada just looks like Tony paid a shit ton for a meet and greet that he didn't want to be at. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. What, what can I, what can I say? I mean, oh my God. when Claudio so came out and he got the big pop, my thing is oh my when Brian supposedly picked this guy and he's in the, the combat club now, is there going to be any animosity on Brian's part or are they all going to kind of work, whole work point. A the a cohesive point, unit?
3: If there are a cohesive unit. That's the whole point of the Marvel Combat Club. All okay. right. I want to move on to some WWE stuff because we do have limited time today. Um, Okay, first of all, um, John Cena celebrates his 20th anniversary on Monday. Um, I, I, I just find it so funny how the schedule worked out that it so happened to be legitimately his 20th anniversary debut on a Monday. This is how it worked out with the calendar. I'm like, you can't, like, That was like a planned that years ago, Like how that worked out.
1: And I always tend to forget that John Cena and Wally and our kid were all born on the same day.
3: That's crazy. Absolutely. Yeah. The weird part is, for uh, some you know Wally and T. D. are on the same day. <laughs> That's even crazier. Like, yeah, they, exactly. exactly. Like,
1: but and John Cena being one of his all time favorites, although yeah. he would never admit it. Now,
3: no, no, he would never admit it, even though I have proof in a video in photo form uh, from last okay. from last summer's house show. Um, oh. I really, I really love Cena on Raw this week. I-, I loved his speech, but I also like the fact that and this is brought up a lot in the last couple of days. Was he interacted with everyone behind the scenes and gave every gave him they gave him the Cena like almost like pixie dust, like Cena dust. Like he- they're giving us like the street pop got a little bit of love. Even Ezekiel Elias got some love um, and Alrod. Oh, Rod, right, of course, and um, as much- I
1: liked his I liked his interaction with Dolph a well, lot.
3: Yeah, that was fun too, Becky. Because knows- I
1: feel like Dolph, you know, like so many people focus on Randy and Brock and and Cena, and they forget that Dolph has been there for a very long time, and he has accomplished quite a bit. It's true. And my other favorite part was when he when Reggie like shook out his hand, and he was kind of like, "Who the hell are you?" <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, but Becky was my favorite part of that whole intro. Was that she was selling? She was still a heel character, and she
0: was like waved <laughs> just kind of just sitting there like why are why, why like you bothering how, me i like the interaction he had with dominic which was really good um that worked too
3: yeah that would work too i i mother one thing that a lot of people missed in the third hour because i saw that because south sent me the ratings for the show before we came on and apparently a lot of people left the show after seeing the speech in the second at ou- the beginning of the third hour you did miss we opened up with the um, seth rollins laugh doing his team music, which was one of my favorite parts of the entire show. But they also missed him actually putting over almost his height. Like I did not expect to see that moment. That was a cool moment to do. Um the other thing and that I did not expect to see was um Paul Wright the big show, Brian Danielson and Chris Jericho pop up in packages. Yeah. <laughs> not... No, you
1: saw you saw Daniel Bryan.
3: True sorry. It was Brian
1: Danielson's
3: Daniel brother. brother. Yes. <laughs> there are people out there yep, uh, brother. So yes, that was that was a nice surprise. Like I did not expect that at all. Rich, your Anything? thoughts on these moments?
4: I thought they were surreal. This I joked as many did, of course, on Monday. This was the real Forbidden Door. And but when you think about the folks who all did it, it makes sense because they're all people who won, either had good storylines with Cena, or two were comfortable enough in their own skin that you can look at a Jericho, you can look at a Big Show. They might go back to the WWE. I don't think Danielson would, but he is a big fan of Vince. And so that made sense too. And then, you know, you notice who was conspicuous by his absence. Mox, he ain't showing up. He's he'd probably like, "Hey, John, congrats on 20 years. Hey, I got a message for Vince, and then they got to bleep the rest of it for like five minutes. Same thing with CM Punk. Oh, <laughs> well, that well, Mox and Punk just texted them.
3: Texted John personally. <laughs> well, that was. <laughs> there was no way. Was Mox no way went
1: years. through Daniel. Ah. <laughs> uh, you know. There
3: you go. Or or, or Renee or Renee sends a message to John on behalf of both of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can totally see that happening. <laughs> Like a good wife, totally do that because Box is like Box does not do social media. Ones. The fact that I saw a picture pop up of the Black Book album on John Mox's Instagram surprised the shit out of me the
1: other day. Honey, it's like whenever you don't want to fill out a card, so I just sign your name. Exactly,
0: it's the same mentality. It really is the same mentality. Um, I mean, ahead, everyone, Dad. most of the WWE gave their well wishes. My thing is, uh, when they had the segment with Vince, I think there was a little
3: forced. Okay, well, I'll, I'll get to that. I'll, I, I want to talk about that actually because I think it was Wade Keller brought it up on his show. The hilariousness of watching Vince introduce Cena, and before Cena can get to the ring, Vince is gone. <laughs> this is long gone because yeah, Cena um, doesn't want to be in a picture with Vince right now.
0: So well, that would be long gone. <laughs> Or suicide for him at this point. I can't blame him.
1: There, there are not enough mega wishes to undo that.
0: Yeah, I cannot
3: blame <laughs> Cena at all. I don't blame him.
0: I can't blame the guy <laughs> whatsoever.
3: But,
0: but during one segment, this sets up the possible match between him and Theory. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Theory. The problem is, I thought they were going to set that up. And maybe Cena is not available for SummerSlam
3: now. Maybe his schedule changed. he's not available for SummerSlam. Or maybe he doesn't want anything to do with them right now. Or 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 maybe they're kind of keeping it low key. I don't know. Well, I, if they were going to do something, they should have. It would have announced it yesterday because they've already have like matches for SummerSlam being announced. But so, but sh- here's the thing: Do you want to overshadow Brock Lesnar, though? Yes. If you have John Cena and he's going to be a SummerSlam, <laughs> you announce John Cena is going to be a SummerSlam. That's what you do because you know why John Cena sold four thousand tickets in a building in two days for that show on Monday. like <laughs> I, I know it, you, you know it, but... but you know, know, no, I be? think Cena might just be busy, yeah. or maybe Mr. I-have-a-fantastic-image does not want to be in WWE right now. with the Vince story going on?
0: That, um, that's probably a good guess.
3: Sal, you, you jumped out for a minute. Any thoughts on Cena on Raw and the cameos and all the crazy stuff that was going on on Monday?
2: Um... Uh, as I said to you, and as I always say, they don't they don't go here. So that was kind of weird. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I was surprised too because even even I was under the impression that uh, theory was going to crash his big uh, speech thing, and they were going to set something up. And I, we you know, we waited, we waited, and nothing happened. So and I can tell you weird. in
3: the third hour. You didn't watch the third hour because you weren't feeling well, and you went after Cena. That didn't happen in the third hour either. So, they didn't bring up
0: anything in the third hour. I would have told you. (laughs) So, like, (laughs) Um, yeah. I'm kind of glad. Another thing is that The Rock Mm -hmm. gave him well wishes, which was cool. Yeah, that was cool. All
3: right, real fast. um, We're not going to go through a whole preview of this because the card is weird. But next Tuesday, the uh, NXT is doing the Great American Bash because it's 4th July weekend, so why not? Um, But the main event is important. It is Braun Breaker taking on Cameron Grimes for the NXT. Championship. Hmm. Well, I don't expect the title change. It, this match is exciting, honey. You've been you're watching NXT with me every week. Um, your thoughts on this match?
1: I uh, the build up last night was probably the best way to build it up. Um, because I honestly didn't, I didn't feel it. I didn't understand it as a match until last night. But um, I, it's going to be great.
3: I'm looking forward to it. Rich, any, any thoughts on Breaker versus Grimes? Wait, sorry.
1: I just I did want to say I liked how Cameron Grimes said you could lose and you could be at Money in the Bank. True. And that is so very true. Did oh, he Star kind of break now. character part?
3: No? I don't know. I'm not sure. It was interesting to watch. I am interested in Grimes if he's turning heel right now. Like I'm intrigued by it. Especially because if he turns heel, he could be better on
4: the main roster than at the face, I think. Honestly.
3: Um, Rich, your thoughts on Grimes and Breaker?
4: I think especially, I think that was a great point in terms of him being on they already have that X spot for money in the bank. He would be a heck of a person. I know uh, Wade uh, posited yesterday, particularly maybe Cody doing the Brock in the bank showing up at the very end to uh, get grab the, the briefcase and then be you know the uh, codelander in the bank and have his like patriotic themed briefcase where you open it up and like stars and strikes fly out. Uh, but I, I'm really intrigued by this idea of Ron breaker. Like that would be really, and if they even, here, I'm crazy. Just call him Rex Steiner. Have him scream holler if you hear me. Get his uncle and his dad out there and let's have some fun.
1: And his his briefcase would be neon as hell I think he would have, I think he should have briefcase that match all of his singlets. I'm just saying. Well, it
3: would be fun if he won the briefcase. He, if he cashed in, and he have to smash it like he smashes random things during his entrances for no reason. <laughs> no, wait,
1: no, when he decides he wants to use it, he sets it down on the ground and hits it with a Perfect. sledgehammer.
0: Thank you. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and here's the other thing, too, to take, to take into consideration is with this match, you'll have two second-generation wrestlers wrestling each other where... The families kinda had a little bit of a conflict. Grimes. So it'd be interesting if this match would actually go through. Grimes?
3: No, no. Oh, I'm oh Roman about- and oh Roman. I'm, sorry, I'm talking about Grimes still. The Grimes. Wait, wait, wait. All right. Let's money in the bank. Let's get some money in the bank. Um I gotta admit, this is actually not a bad card for the fact that this match was supposed to be in a stadium, and now it's in the intimate confines in MGM Grand. I'm sorry. I will say that every time it cracks me up that <laughs> they said that. That was one of my favorite like transitions to a venue ever.
0: <laughs> Alibaba Hotel and Casino. Yeah,
3: I, I, When they said intimate confines, I am like, that's hysterical. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> it's
2: so no, funny. It makes me laugh every time. I know.
3: That's why I say it every time, because it makes me laugh, too. <laughs> All right. We do have a good card, though, so let's quickly get through this card. All right. WWE United States Championship. It is Theory versus Bobby Lashley. Um, you know, if, if, Cena, if, if, if Cena actually said, I want you a SummerSlam, I would have expected theory drop the belt here. I still expect Lashley to win, but I don't think it's going to be as clean as I expected. Rich, your thoughts on this match?
4: I, I think it's going to be a pretty straightforward, you know, retain retention. I don't think it's going to be too, too much shake, shaken up there.
2: Fair enough. Um, Sal. Um. Yeah, I, I don't see Theory losing, um, but there's probably going to be shenanigans behind it, so I'm going to say Theory is going to retain.
3: Okay, honey. Okay, Theory. theory. Uh, I'm actually going to stick with Lashley as my official pick. Um, let's move on to the WWE Unified Tag Team Championships. It is the Usos taking on the Street Profits. You know, if it wasn't the bloodline, I would totally see the Street Profits winning. I just don't see it happening. I'm going to do sell.
2: Yeah, I, I'm with you on that one. Um, I think the Usos are going to hang on to uh, these titles just a little bit longer. Forever and ever and ever
3: and
4: ever. Uh, Rich, <laughs> I think it's going to be a retention by the uh, the ones because we got to see them win individually or lose individually to the profits, and I and I think it's sooner rather than later. It's going to be time for Montez Ford to be the singles. Oh, okay.
3: Um, honey. Uh, <laughs>
1: next, sorry. Usos. Usos Street Profits? Uh, I'd like to see the Street Profits have it, but it's going to go to the Usos.
3: Fair enough. Raw Women's Championship. It is Bianca Belair versus Carmella. This is supposed to be Bianca Belair versus Rhea Ripley. Rhea got hurt. Noticing a trend in the last couple of weeks. Another injury. Uh, <laughs> I, um... If it was actually Rhea versus Bianca, I think there was a better chance of a title change. I don't see one at all. I expect Bianca to retain. Honey?
1: Um. So, again, I know I said this last time I was on the show, but – and now it's really nice to see Carmella actually going out and saying it, that regardless of how she's been booked or who she's been with, if she's been a valet, if she's been comedic relief, if she's been with no chin – um that she's always shown up she's always done her job and i really do feel like that's accurate um and i like the fact that they were able to put her in this spot and that she's shining does she have a chance absolutely not and i think that's part of the problem with the women's booking is that you know that she doesn't have a shot in hell and that this is literally just a copy and paste because they didn't have anyone else
3: yeah, I, I think it's also the problem with having this happening during the Money in the Bank night because most of the women that would be replacements are already in the Money in the Bank match. And but
1: if we're being if we're being completely honest, it doesn't matter which one of those women that they would have copied and pasted into that position, they wouldn't have had a chance, and that's again the issue. Let
3: me ask you a question: If it was Rhea, if it was Rhea, did she have a chance?
1: Yes, I, I, I honestly, I think that's what they were building up okay, to. Okay, that's what
3: I thought too. I was doing the same thing. That's why I wanted to ask you.
1: But, but again, that's the problem when you only push one or two women.
4: Fair enough. Rich,
3: your thoughts?
4: I think it's I, I think it's a very good point. I, I look at the women that they have set up, and I'm more inclined to think that there's going to be a cash-in on one of the champions, particularly because mm-hmm. been an actual out-and-out loss to Mela of all people. Fair yeah. enough. Um, or
1: I am afraid that what would happen is Mello in some way, shape or form would win, whether she's cheating or whatnot, and then the cash in would be against her and it would be a joke.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So I didn't think about that. Sal.
2: That's an interesting take. I didn't even think about that. Um But uh, I don't know. I'm I I wouldn't mind if Carmelo won, to be honest with you, but again, I don't see it happening. And to answer your question, Blake, I I think if it was still Rhea, I would have picked Rhea because then what would, the hell was the whole point of her joining that Judgment Day pay-per-view group or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to say Bianca's going to retain uh, for now and no cash-in.
3: Fair enough. Um, SmackDown Women's Championship, Ronda Rousey versus Natalya. On paper, this match is just like, okay, whatever. And then Friday happened. And um, Natalia did a hilarious spoof on Rhonda. And then Rhonda did send up a sense of humor and <laughs> and totally yelled at Natalia on live television. That was weird and hilarious. And so if you haven't seen this, you have to go out of your way because it was one of the funniest things I've seen in a while. <laughs>
1: it was such, such My awesome favorite moment. line was when Rhonda came out and she goes, Natty? Natty, is that you? I don't recognize you without your jugs hanging out. And I was like, Damn, I don't <laughs> don't so much. she just said what we all were thinking. Like, let's be serious. Oh man. my God.
3: It was hilarious. But I, it, it was like, wow. Um, but there's no way you're taking the belt off Rhonda. Right. Honey.
1: So I, and I think we said this last week where Carmela is kind of turning into the new natty, right? you know, all reliable, but that's about it. So, Again, just copy and paste the same scenario from Raw to SmackDown. Rich?
4: I I think Ronda really needed to realize that wrestlers might have fake skills compared to her in the the octagon or in the fighting world. But Natty, if anyone has seen Natty on Total Divas or Total Bellas, the Natty we see in the wrestling ring isn't the Natty we saw there. And Ronda got to meet that woman on Twitter. Where she quote tweeted her and talked about, you know, I'd be a little embarrassed that half the things I put out here is facts in terms of Rhonda's like uh, her uh, conspiracy theory side. And then you you heard, you know, the jugs thing was one thing, but then how about when she's like, oh yeah, you know, and uh, I'd like to mutilate my body to live to an unrealistic standard for women. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa! I was like, okay, so you're you got gotten to, and now just like with Becky when you were like. Well, when you put on the disarmor, it looks like a flaccid penis. It's like, what is? Like, why did your brain go there, Rhonda? <laughs> I, I think she's gonna retain, but this is more a lesson in her. Is like Becky's right. You're a little weirdo, and you gotta figure it out. So, it it just—it's
1: right. yet another reminder that Rhonda is not the. It, the she's not the whole package.
4: It doesn't,
3: it doesn't really. She's good, but she's not the best. <laughs> she's not the best. The reason
1: why she talks about the locker room is because she doesn't fit in there. And true. it's it's not about being, you know, a girly girl or whatnot. It's just she's awkward.
3: It's very like, very true. I she
1: honestly works. feel like her hair's been braided too tight too many times.
3: Oh, that's a good point. I like that. Sal makeup that. They... Um, um yeah. I, I I just oh, that's here. I that's apparently back in the frame. I didn't know you he was here. I
0: didn't know you was here. I, I okay. <laughs> my thing. Okay. My thing is this: is that. Um, I don't think she, when she first came on the scene was accepted in the locker room because I think they thought that she was going to get the fast track to a title and then basically ignore everyone that basically had a shot before her. So I think there is some animosity in the locker room because of that. And, you know, her adjusting to that from, you know, mma you know The problem is that here's my problem with that logic this is her second stint
3: this is her second stint i was i was willing to forgive the first stint because she was new to the business and you're new to the right. world this is your second stint you know what you're getting something into now you know everybody in the locker room like you can't use that excuse this time you can't she's just she's just a little weirdo as becky once said
1: oh. <laughs> ronnie
2: Ronnie. Yeah, Ronnie's a little weirdo. That's the truth. Ronnie? <laughs> Ronnie.
3: <laughs> Ronnie. So, Sal, I didn't, even get your, your, I didn't get back to your thoughts. Go
2: ahead. Um, I'm going to be different. And I'm going to say Natalia's going to win. And I'm going to say that Natalia's going to win um, by making her tap. Ooh, ooh,
3: that's intriguing. That is intriguing? Yeah. Okay.
2: And maybe set something up for SummerSlam.
0: Very, very, very what? intriguing. Question. Go ahead. When do we see Charlotte making a return? Never. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know when she when she feels like it. Apparently, <coughs> whatever she feels like it. I mean, my my whole thing would be to have Natty have a match and Charlotte return for the title.
3: I I don't expect to see Charlotte right now. I I, I swear to God, if Charlotte comes back in front, if Charlotte comes back. Before we get to see Bailey again, I'm gonna really be pissed. Uh, <laughs> just being honest. Okay. Um, okay. Let's get to the Money in the Bank ladder matches. We have the women. It is Lacey Evans, Alexa Bliss, Liv Morgan, uh, Raquel Rodriguez, Oscar, um, Shotzi, and Becky Lynch. Um, I'm not sure what to do here, Sal. What do
2: you think? Um, I don't know. Um, let's. <laughs> Uh, let's say Lacey. I have no reason why.
3: See the funny part, I was actually like to leading toward Lacey as well, personally, because I, I, I feel like they, they they love pushing her. It all depends. If she maybe pays her a heel this week. It all depends. <laughs> if she's a heel for this match, then I can see her winning and then like cashing in on Natalya, or cashing in on Rhonda because it's Lacey Evans. And like you do that on the fourth of July because she's she's missed she's missed like USA over here and like that's what you do on the fourth of <laughs> July. Um actually Oh shit! it's not an idea. You have Lacey win, and then you cash in on like Monday on the fourth of July. <laughs>
4: you do. That's what you do. That was going to be my theory before he got hurt for Cody.
3: That's, that's, I remember that was a good conversation before Cody her, I remember that. Um, Dad, since you're here, your
0: thoughts on the money in the bank women? Um. Yeah, I'm thinking Lacey is going to win, but I think there's going to be something down the road between. Lacey and Raquel. Okay.
3: See, I, I was leaning towards either Raquel or Lacey winning this, but I, I I think it always fits better on a heel anyway. And I don't think Becky's going to win, as honestly why, where I'm saying.
0: Why, why do you want the new kid to win it, though? That's the whole thing. Well, she's not a new kid. She, uh, isn't that the
3: whole point of money at Bank, though? It's for new stars, to, new stars to win. Isn't that the whole point? Well,
0: okay, here's the thing. She's new into the main roster lacquer. You're, I remember so, the, the original
3: concept. The original concept. <laughs> Rich, so I your mean, thoughts.
0: I, your thoughts, Rich? Who's who's going to get the bigger push, Raquel or Lacey? I want think. Raquel personally, but ahead,
4: okay, Rich. I think Raquel would get it, but I think Lacey right now, especially with what they're trying to do in terms of sports washing bins and keeping him like on TV somehow, but at the same time, cleaning things up around him. If you let Lacey win, they can hard sell USA, 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 and then, you know, kind of go from there. I assume she would try to steal the title, though, from... She ain't messing with Ronda. She'd probably try to go after Bianca, and they had really good series of matches in NXT, so that makes sense. Fair enough. Ah, let's go to the
3: men's. It is Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, Omos, Sami Zayn, Riddle, and apparently a mystery person because they're supposed to have KO versus... um. Ezekiel Elias on Monday, and that didn't happen. Elrod! And, or Elrod, any of the three. If one of the three would, <laughs> any of the three would have faced KO, but that never happened for whatever reason. I don't know the real reason, but I personally love KO going on Twitter and saying I didn't feel like going to Texas. I thought that was funny. <laughs> that made me laugh, because that was a good continuation for WrestleMania hype, so that Long-term was great.
2: Long-term storytelling. I thought
3: that was brilliant. I don't know the real reason, but when he put that out there, I'm like, thank you, KO. That was brilliant. <laughs> but, um... I, I would be – I see last year when they were like, we have a mystery person in the Money in the Bank. It was the women's. And then they announced that it, it was like Natalia. So, like, I don't expect anything major here. I really don't. Well, I love Richie. I think Richie's idea is hilarious I having Cody enter injured. I don't see that happening either. Uh, I don't see that happening. Uh, I can totally see something along the lines of, like, Seth is on the ladder and then Cody, like, do the kits and distracts Seth. I can totally see that happening. That would be hilarious, and then him walk on the stage, like laughing, laughing like Seth at Seth. Like that would be hilarious to me. Um, My brain says Riddle, but I personally want Sami Zayn to win because Hmm. I think it would be hilarious. Sami Zayn the Bloodline right now with him holding the money in the bank. That would be hilarious <laughs> television <laughs> yeah for entertaining TV alone I'm picking Sami Zayn to win this match Sal
2: <laughs> yeah I um I was thinking the same thing um you know him holding the briefcase and then you know being <laughs> being aligned with the with the bloodline um would be really funny and plus Sami Zayn needs something to do um so I yeah uh, I'm gonna pick Sami Zayn as well. All right. Um, Dad, your thoughts?
0: You still have the mystery person that's available, right? Yeah,
3: well, I, I don't expect to be a major, but who do you think it's going to be? I didn't even think about like, even throwing out
0: there to pick. Uh, I'm thinking that maybe Braun Breaker would be the mystery person. I, I don't know if we were being serious about that earlier, but <laughs> um, who I see winning this overall, unless they all get organized, would be Almost. I don't. At oh, all, know. at any level. No, no, I, no, I, no, he's no, there at the
3: base. No, no. He's, he's the cane in this match, or the big show in unless, this match. It, it, like.
0: Unless someone uses him as a ladder to get to the case, which is possible, then uh, what about <laughs> Mr. Styles?
2: He doesn't even need a ladder. He just needs like that little giant and that's like two steps and then he could just reach it from there. <laughs> the funny part is I, I feel like the cases are lower this year for some reason where like Oma can actually just reach
3: up and put his hand up and grab it without even stepping she, on anything. <laughs> You <laughs> notice that too. I noticed that this whole thing this whole this whole bag hype is look at the belts, the, the cases are lower. Mont-
2: Montez almost hit his head on the damn thing when he did the frog splash. I know.
3: I, mean, I noticed that. By the way, I did not notice this week he was on the other side of the ring this time for his on frog splash, so he didn't come close to the case.
0: <laughs> <This week. laughs> I'm kind of guessing the reason why they lower these cases is they don't want any more of their talent to get injured. Then don't do ladder matches if you're worried about injuries. <laughs> don't do ladder matches. <laughs> Let's be honest here. <laughs> I think this match, the good matchup would be almost in the Almighty Bobby Lashley. It yeah, had
3: nothing to do with this match, because Almighty is in the title match, and almost is not winning this, so. <laughs> so... Ooh, what if it's theory? That'd be intriguing, especially if Lashley uh, does win the title. I just thought intriguing. about that. That'd be intriguing.
2: Uh, hmm, not like he'd win, but you know.
3: Rich, are your thoughts on Mr. Rupone, who wins this thing,
4: yada yada? Okay. Who wins it? I feel like my energy is like getting pulled into a Seth Rollins vortex with just him walking around with that, just cackling as he's got it in someone's face, only for Cody Rhodes to take it from him in February or something like that. Ooh, after, I didn't think of that after oh. Rollins. After Rollins has already eliminated Cody in the Rumble. And so he thinks he's shot. at the title's gone, Ooh. so that's my long term with that. Ooh, I like that and idea. I
3: so, didn't think of that.
4: <laughs> because he's they. That's their one story now. I want to give this belt to my mom, and it's the only belt my dad never won. And so, Seth being a total jerk, and Cody. The, what What made me think about it was last night on, or two nights ago on Raw, the fact that Cody even showed up. Because usually with injuries, they just have him out of there. Uh, but the mystery person. If it's not Braun, I would say give it to – I'm assuming chalk for WWE. They're going to do another last chance saloon match, and it's going to be someone silly that gets in at the back door like a Miz or something stupid like that.
3: I didn't even think of that. I didn't even think of that at all. Like, I don't don't expect to go into the pay-per-view with a mystery opponent on the show. I just don't expect them to do that. I really don't. I think by end of SmackDown, we'll know who's going to be in the match. What about somebody like Dolph? Maybe. Maybe, maybe, like, the they, they Cena, him hugging Cena. It's like, oh, maybe we should put him in the match. Like, <laughs> I don't really see that. Well, <laughs> Cena is the mystery
0: opponent?
2: No,
3: I said because they saw oh. Dolph hugging Cena. They're like, oh, yeah, I forgot about Dolph. We should put him in the match. Yeah. <laughs> forgot about him. Back yeah. from NXT.
2: What, what are him and
3: Bobby Roode doing now? Hugging people apparently backstage. That's all I, I have. not seen their shit do shit since the you dropped know, the NXT Championship. They <laughs> don't do anything. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. All right, well, that is it. That is that is everything on my sheet to talk about. So we should get out of here with enough time for us all to get on with our lives today. So let's do this. Um, I wanted to close the show with something a little a little different for me. I'm going to go John Mayer, waiting for the world to change, which I heard. This, I actually heard it on. When I was driving the other day. I'm like, you know what? This kind of fits my mood right now with everything going on, especially in this country. So that's how do you close this little- off? Good pick, good pick. Yeah. So, Sal, let's get out of here.
2: And if you're waiting for the world to change, you're going to be waiting for a very long time. For more information on our <laughs> show, including where you can hear our show, uh, go to our website, the Blake com, our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages, uh, and please comment or leave a rating and review, and we will read it on the show.
3: I really should put our YouTube page on there, because people are actually watching the show. I actually, through so last week, I was checking to make sure the show was up properly, and like, but most people we'll already watched the show before I even promoted it was up. So i was like, nice, that's cool. People are like, I'm watching the show on YouTube. That's really cool. So we are part of the National Podcast Association for More Creation. Go to podcastassociations.com. Dad?
0: Hey, as always, it's been your pleasure. And if you happen to have a local independent wrestling organization where you live, please go patronize these people. These are the young men and women they're coming up in the world of sports entertainment and professional wrestling. they will be amazed on the moves they can do to entertain you. And they want to get that brass ring that puts them in a major wrestling organization. So please do this and have fun. Hey, let's be nice to each other. Do random acts of kindness. Because if you don't, I'll find you and kick your
3: ass. That, that's threatening. You ran kind of kindness or I'm going to hurt you. That's what I did heard out of that. <laughs> <laughs> rich
4: rich puns, go dead. Oh, thank you as always for having me on. Like I said before, if you can find me on PW Torch. If you search PW Torch, Rich Fan will show up at some point. That's what I do. Uh, additionally, I would say just take the time, be nice to each other, and spend five minutes doing something for someone who can't do it in return to you.
3: Fair enough. Alright, next week we will look at Red Bank, we'll also talk about blood and guts. Um, and whatever the hell, the rest of the world's been weird this summer, so who knows what we're talking talking about next week? I don't know anymore. As we learned last week, a lot happens in a very short amount of time. So, (laughs) we'll find out what we're talking about next week as the week goes on. That being said, um, I want to thank Mandy for jumping on in spot unexpectedly, so that was really cool to have her here. Thank you to Rich for coming on, as always. It's always fun to have you here. So, let's get out of here. I'm Blake. So? I'm Mark. And you were listening too. The Blake and Show with Mark. Have a good day, everybody.
0: Hey, everyone. We love you guys. Please give us some feedback. Doesn't take long. Please.
2: See ya. Bye, uh, y'all.
3: so very
2: much, goodbye, and good night.